Hey everyone, welcome to Neighbor Science, the only podcast about political economy and anime. I'm Ryan Salisbury. I'm Chris Nivens. And uh, today we have uh, mostly a bunch of news to talk about. There's been a lot of uh, businessy news this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a couple of stories we're going to talk about. Just uh, read some short passages and, you know, uh, talk about it. Yeah. Think. So I think that's a good call. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about what happened this week? Okay, or, uh... yeah, I might as well get it out of the way. So, <laughs> some some of our some of our uh, our Twitter click already is on top of this story. But um, so last night I was supposed to go to the gym with a friend of mine, and he was like, "Ah, I'm still sore from the last session." Like. I'm just going to put it off one more day. And I was like, all right, well, French yourself. Now, huh? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Broke up with him immediately. Um, and especially later. Um, yeah. So I was like, you know, suit yourself. Like I like to stay, um, like pretty, pretty disciplined and regular on my, on my routines. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to go like catch the bus to the gym. Da, da, da. So I go and the, and the bus like doesn't show up. So I'm s- sitting there waiting another 10 minutes for the next one. And then that one doesn't show up. And I'm like, I should just go up to the next bus stop where there's like, I know there's another bus that goes kind of close. And as I'm standing there thinking about this, this like fucking shadow comes up behind me and you know, that's never a good sign. <laughs> And this kid comes up, you know. Usually the shadows that come up behind me are nice. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And I was just kind of like, you know, like this is literally a 10 minute walk from my house, this bus stop, you know, it's just over on Georgia. So this, this kid on this bike, like. Doxing yourself. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) over on Georgia, the state. Yeah. In Europe. Georgia. That's what he meant. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So now y'all know. Um, (laughs) So this kid comes up and he's on this bike. And he's wearing like a hoodie with like the hood pulled up around him because it's kind of a chilly night. Okay. And, I, and I, I've got my headphones in and he kind of like says something to me and I like pull out a headphone and, he, and I was like, what's, what's up? And I'm thinking the kid is just like, I don't know, looking for directions or like there's a lot Need of homeless folks pots. around here. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he's like, we could do this the easy way or the hard way. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he just says, look, and he sort of flashes a gun out of his pocket and puts it back in. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and he just says, I want your phone and your wallet. All right, man. And like, I and then you said the hard way and then you pulled out your power glove and punched <laughs> yeah, him in the face. Exactly. And his body exploded. Yes. That's exactly how it went down. And, and, and now I'm much happier because yeah. of it. Um, you gained his power. I gained his power. Actually, his soul is trapped in a gym, uh, in my gauntlet. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's the guy, you know, he takes my fucking phone and I'm like, God damn it. You know? take my wallet and i'm like can i at least have my id right he's like nope uh, okay fine so i give him my wallet and then he's like okay and uh also give me your book bag and i was like fuck so i got because i got with this first backpack. of all sir it's called a backpack yeah i was like <laughs> wow like for a 16 year old you sound like you're 60 but you know uh, maybe he was a time traveling thief yeah uh so so i give him my bag and like it's you know it's got my fucking like my gym clothes and um because i'm an overprepared weirdo it had my passport in it you know Woo-hoo. yay hooray um so that was actually how i doxed myself <laughs> i gave him literally my legal documents yeah um yeah so i like gave him that and then he's like you know no hard feelings i'm just really broken i don't have any options right now and i was like yeah me too man <laughs> and he's like all right seems like you have some money because you have a gun <laughs> yeah right like uh, okay and you know he just was like especially in dc he's probably pretty expensive to get a gun yeah to, i don't fucking DC, know how know? he got that thing but it was definitely not a fucking squirt gun yeah like i don't know what the fuck was going on with that but 
um, and I wasn't going to take a fucking Schrodinger's guess at whether it was loaded or not, you know, because then I would become a Schrodinger's ghost. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, like, he took all my shit, and... <laughs> I'll play Russian roulette for him. Right, for you. right. I'm, like, very intentionally just... Dude, it's an auto-loader. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Oh, does that mean you're afraid? <laughs> yeah, right, right. What? What? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I'm, like, being very intentional about, like, not looking him straight in the face, you know, just you know whatever so yeah so then he's like he takes my shit and, and then he's like all right and he starts wheeling away and he says something like have a good night good luck and i was like fucking asshole like you know <laughs> i just like walked home like walked home just slouching just feeling so fucking beat you know and damn like, yeah and then of course like you know just kind of stayed on task was like all right time to like lock down my accounts lock down my shit like yeah you know um you know he let me ke- keep my like bus pass and keys obviously um although it took a minute for him to figure out if he wanted me to keep them which was kind of weird yeah i think he was just like trying to like rustle me for everything so so yeah so that's kind of how things are i set up a gofundme uh again (laughs) to help me comp the fucking losses um yeah so donate to the gofundme yeah i'll share it after this episode is done i'll put it in the description oh yeah okay thanks man yeah um Um, and i could use honestly i could use more than the target amount (laughs) but i won't ask for it yeah yeah Yeah. um so that means that uh we've each I've uh, been victim of the two, two of the worst violent crimes. You have been robbed at gunpoint and yeah. I have been murdered. Yes. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm astounded that we're even able to carry on this conversation yeah. tonight. Wonders of modern technology. Well, we're both very stoic people. So Yes, that is That's, true. Yeah. You know how it is. You know, and, and actually we can thank the government shutdown because, you know, they couldn't certify our deaths <laughs> uh, yet. <laughs> uh weak, okay weak joke okay so the uh on on the note of uh being robbed by some young blood uh, our first story <laughs> <Capitalism>. this week <laughs> is uh a, a, a startup called ambrosia i didn't actually put oh this in the yeah show notes. oh my god yeah you a startup called ambrosia shit. will sell you a young person's blood <laughs> it's for eight thousand dollars via astounding PayPal. That's amazing. And I, if I remember correctly, they're now set up in like eight cities or yeah. something, like, six or eight cities. I wonder if they would sell me the the blood of that kid who robbed me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should have told him about that, dude. Yeah, you know, like, hey, man. Like, you hey, can, you get a lot more money selling your blood, right. you know. <laughs> You're probably healthy, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you bike around, so yeah. you got to be like fit, right? right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, as I said on Twitter, like you know, if you're thinking about buying some blood, like mine is much cheaper. You only have to pay me like five thousand dollars. I'll take PayPal or Venmo, or just a check. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't I don't smoke that much, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I would I would say that I'm I'm a pretty healthy, strapping young lad. I'm in my twenties still. Yeah. So you got about two months. Yeah, the twenties and twenty year old blood. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So Ambrosia sells blood to what old rich people and, yep. and weirdos like Peter Thiel. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even look look up to see if he was like connected to it in any yeah, way. Yeah. I really. That was the first thing I thought of. I was like, this has got to be a Peter Thiel thing. Yeah. But I don't. No, think I think it's it just is. some other Silicon Valley freaks. Yeah. I think there's just like this is what happens when you have too much money. Yeah. And you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um. When you're a complete nut job. Yeah. That people. Yeah. Will, give you money anyway and yeah yeah and, and also like basically I feel, do whatever you want because rich people don't have to obey any like sort of 
moral standards or laws exactly. or common sense. <laughs> I think I think like I'm 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 kind of trying to parse like why this is a thing in Silicon Valley versus um just like weird legends about old aristocracy. And I think it's because like old money is accustomed to like secrecy and um, cons- uh, conservative society. Yeah, they and, don't like, buy it on the open market. They, they just kidnap yeah, children. Yeah, and exactly. Drain their blood like right. in, like a uh, they're not Fury Road style. Exactly right, right. <laughs> they're not interested in like narratives of progress. Yeah. Whereas like Silicon Valley is really invested in like well they're like well you know I mean the whole kind of well, like libertarian doing, actually good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Progressive libertarian <laughs> Ayn Rand blood tr- market. The yeah. Blood market. Yeah. The progressive vision of society of Ayn Rand. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very optimistic. We, we, right, right. They're like, well, you know, vampires can be good as long as they're capital. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they keep the trains running. <laughs> right, right, right. right. That, it doesn't like, even have to be on time. Yeah. Just running, you know? Exactly. It's like they took the one, the one, you know, famous quote about, you know, the vampire of capitalism and they, like, totally misread it. <laughs> Wait, no, yeah, this is good, actually. <laughs> Pretty soon they're gonna, they're going to read a specter is haunting Europe and yeah. they're going to do a startup mm. to like resurrect ghosts yeah, and right. European ghosts or something <laughs> right <laughs> they turn into like full on like uh like techno shamanism you know <laughs> silicon becomes like a like a sacred element that they like you know venerate and shit for only uh, eight thousand euros we will dig up the graves of your uh, long dead relatives <laughs> right. and build a fetish out of their bones <laughs> right, exactly. to channel their spirit exactly exactly. <laughs> Techno Catholicism. <laughs> we will, we will like bedazzle your your yeah ancestors with fucking microchips and shit. <laughs> buy a young person, buy buy uh, blood from the firstborn of a relative to <laughs> smear on your doorway. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god, the specter, the taunting Europe is coming. And yes, yes, that's how you uh, ward it off. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is the future. Everybody, get ready. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of the future, uh, another story is, uh, WeWork, the, uh, famous co-working space. Mm-hmm. The CEO, uh, is in hot water now because he was caught, uh, selling stock from the company, uh, in order to buy real estate that mm-hmm. he then leased back to the company. So he sort of like, uh, double dipped. Yeah. That's weird. So he he basically like it's a private company. Yep. So it's not like he sold it to like other investors or anything like that. He sold right. it like the company did stock buybacks of yeah. his stock. Yeah. So that he could then buy real estate. Uh-huh. That he was planning on them using anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he leased it to them so that he could collect rent. That is fucked up. <laughs> I mean, like that's what rent's about, of course, but like <laughs> yeah. Is there a term for that kind of shady dealing? Is it just double dipping or something? Like um, you said, I don't know if there's a term for that. I definitely didn't see weird. one in a couple articles that I read. Yeah. It's like a reach around from hell. I mean, on one hand, uh, I kind of support it because it's the main people that are mad at about it are like the investors in the company. And I don't give a fuck about them. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Oh no, those poor guys. I'm sure they're going to be real hard hard up for cash after this. Right. Right. Well, and like I mean, WeWork is 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 the uh co-work spaces, right? Yeah. That's that's how I understand it. And so it it's interesting that he did that because like their entire model is predicated on the use of land. So 
Yeah, and I've heard the whole very double dippy. I've heard like, there's a lot of graft going on uh-huh. with them. Hmm, where what like a surprise. Uh, yeah, it's like kind of uh, Ponzi scheme real estate. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, what's that company called that Michael Milken ran? Uh, uh U.S. Loan and something, dude. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I think it's basically like a like a low low grade Ponzi scheme sort uh-huh. of thing going on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like there's no real. No real um, value. game to yeah. the company, uh-huh, uh-huh. especially since they're doing shit like this. <laughs> so, um, it's crazy as fuck. Pretty cool stuff. I mean, I would say that if uh, if you were a, a leftist CEO like uh, Thorne, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think she's like a CTO or something like that. Anyway. Some kind of C-suite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead and do this. And then uh, just put the put the proceeds in a trust and then give it to black socialists and yeah. uh, DSA and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I would support that grifting billionaires That's investing right. in companies. That's to, right. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, money laundering can be made good, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, this is, this is, you know, I've, the I've IRA always, did it and they're good, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's, it's my illegalism is resurfacing here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, uh, since we're on the topic of investments, mm-hmm. uh, really quick story. Um, and I only included this because I read uh, an article from, I think, it was, I think it was Current Affairs. Where the fuck did it go? Oh, yeah. It's very short. Uh, Jack Bogle, the uh, founder of Vanguard and creator of the Index Fund, uh, died, uh-huh. uh, I think, today. And uh, Vanguard is basically like a, <clears throat> it's an investment company that has like, lower costs of entry than any other company. So like if you have any extra money that you're trying to invest, then that would be a good option. And the index fund is just, um, it's basically instead of trying to invest in individual stocks, mm-hmm. it's just a fund where they just buy like a little bit of the entire market. Yep. And yeah. so like extremely it depends diversified. On, yeah. Yeah. It depends on, you know, the market in general going up in yeah. order to make money. So yeah. Um, that's the other thing. If you're this article that I read was like, yeah, if you want to invest money, um, take first of all, you have to have extra money. That's, right. that's step one. Most people don't have that. <laughs> that's so, like they say, you gotta have um, money to make money. That's what sucks yeah. about this country is yep. most people don't have any extra money to exactly. invest. Exactly, exactly. Um, but if you do, go with a company like Vanguard and just put it all in index funds mm-hmm. because that is the only way you're gonna make money because you are not capable of picking stocks oh, and yeah. riding the, the waves of the market. Yeah. Almost no one is. And if if you or anyone that you know were, they'd be working for a giant financial company yeah. and like making millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, and here's what's funny about um, funds and, and like index funds and um, kind of like betting on the market and stuff is that it's it's actually kind of rare for anyone who's not part of like a hedge fund or some kind of, yeah, like huge, huge firm um, <clears throat> to really do anything uh well with the market like yeah like uh the average return is like well below yeah the average yeah. return of the market exactly in exactly um which kind of gets into like you know um bitch on stuff but um index fund is basically a way to um kind of assimilate into the system in, into the average you yeah. know so you're like you're just kind of keeping up yeah. um in a way uh but and the reason it works is because it's, it's usually higher than the rate of inflation exactly that you gain exactly yeah. um 
and I wonder how that works. Hmm. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of the, the people who who obsess like over you know following these trends and stuff. Like I've I've read a few articles here and there on you know um, the 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 fucking you know the big the endless gambles basically the, the yeah. stock market and stuff and. You know, all these analysts, like, they're, you got your kind of, like, foot soldier analysts who are like, oh, man, well, you know, you, there's this technique or, like, uh, you know, I'll let you in on a little something or something like that. Yeah. And they write all these little articles, pitching, pitching stuff to, you know, and, like, making money off of, like, um, people who are a little less initiated than they are, you know. And then you got your, like, your, your gurus and shit who make money off of that. So that's kind of Ponzi schemeish yeah. too, you know. But then you got like the kind of, you know, they might be insiders, they might be outsiders, but people who are like financial analysts who are like a little more honest and they're like, by the way, actually, none of these techniques really work better than the others. Yeah. The, um, the technique that really works is like blind luck, you know, um, or being an insider. Right. And being in on some fucking, you know, grifts and shit. Yeah. Basically. Most people who make, like, real money on the stock market that aren't just, like, yeah. getting into these mutual funds or, mm-hmm. like, big hedge funds or whatever. Yep. Or that that have money already and just hire wealth managers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are, they're doing insider trading. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, hedge funds are notoriously <laughs> secretive. Um, and it's like, oh, yeah, we have special algorithms and stuff. And you're like, no, 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 you're just all talking to each other yeah and like rigging shit yeah. for each other the one algorithm they they do have that works is do you know how high, high frequency trading works um i i read about it once but fuck me if i remember so basically um for normal trading um when you go to um uh, buy a stock mm-hmm. uh you put out i think it's called a put order oh yeah and right. yeah um that put order uh is public and it takes a certain amount of time uh, mm-hmm. to like travel to the stock exchange mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. be like registered and then uh, you know to complete. So yep. high frequency trading basically looks at all the put orders mm-hmm. and it uh, buys the stock like instantly. Oh yeah, because it knows that because someone's putting in a put order, the price is about to go up a little bit. Right, and so it it buys the put order. And then the person gets their mm-hmm. uh, their purchase fulfilled, and then they sell it like immediately. Yeah, and then make like a little like little yeah. fraction of yeah, a, yeah, yeah, incremental uh, yeah. gains. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I was so it basically depends on like being really close to stock exchanges and it, having like really fast, powerful computers. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's like it's a fucking techno cheat. Yeah. Um, and 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 it's fucking dumb. And one thing that's honestly. really cool is to imagine this happening to like oil futures, where it's just like continuously bidding up the price of right. oil futures, yep. like little by little. <laughs> yep, yep. Which then you know uh, influences the cost of everything in society because everything is <laughs> built from oil. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. If only that you know. I mean, it's all it's all dependencies and shit. Like it's all like what people believe things are connected to and yeah. what they should be doing. You know, it's it's a weird kind of like morally infused system um, that that keeps like oil at the top and things like that. You yeah. know, um, and that's like yeah, that's that's a big part of the ideology of demand. You know, is it um, they uh, you know all the sentiment and all the beliefs that they continue to perpetuate and create and and kind of fuck around with is all meant to keep certain things in and certain things out and certain things up and certain things down. Right. You know, it's a, it's, it's kind of religious in a way. 
the degree to which they intentionally structure our ideas about commodities and their, oh, yeah. and their usefulness and their worth and and th- therefore the the worth of labor attached to it and so forth and so on you know it's fucked up um i think besides the index fund one of the other like maybe not safe but like mm-hmm. relatively safe compared to trying to do like day trading or or stock trading or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um would be to and I think you need quite a bit more money to be able to do this, mm-hmm. but um, buy private stock before, like just before an IPO, because oh, yeah. IPOs usually add like twenty percent to yeah. the company stock value. Yeah, so you can get like a pretty substantial gain, <clears throat> and uh, then you would be able to sell it like immediately, or just keep it and then mm-hmm. you know sell it whenever you need it later on. Exactly. Exactly. Or, or buy treasury bonds. Yeah, that's like the that's the most guaranteed way to uh, maintain your wealth above inflation level yeah. is to just buy treasury bonds that's what yeah. rich people do yeah they uh they put you know they have they have a bunch of equity in their companies and then <clears throat> um they i think what they do is they take their dividends put it into treasury bonds and then the treasury bonds yield like whatever percent and then they from that they uh live off of that uh yield so yeah. they basically like uh yeah, billionaires are basically subsidized by the government, which is really awesome. Pretty, pretty actively. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so contrary to the <laughs> contrary to the welfare queen narrative, where the government is subsidizing the lifestyles of uh, poor and black people, yep. <laughs> it's yep. actually mm. subsidizing the lifestyles of billionaires. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sweet stuff. Love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually made the argument once to uh, a European guy. Um, that I am acquaintances with. He's a friend of a friend and he was visiting. We were t- sort of talking um, through our hangover the next day at our friend's house because we'd all gone out and, you know, partied, whatever the fuck. This was I like, thought that was a slang term for like a, like a flight, like a secondary flight or something like that, you know? Wait, what? Hangover. Oh. I thought there was some term that was like uh, if you... Uh, like a layover? Yeah. Oh, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, like the, between flights. Yeah. <laughs> between flights. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, where I mean, are we going? <laughs> often layovers feel a bit like hangovers because they're fucking annoying. But yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So so you know, I said something like to the effect that um, you know, conservatives and Republicans and and everyone of their ilk, you know, they talk about how they're anti regulation but yeah. they're actually pro regulation right and they like lots of regulation and and he said he was like flabbergasted because you know he's this like um european guy who's like no no no, what, what the hell are you talking about like we have lots of regulation you know and it's like structured in particular ways and it's supposed to like serve these and those interests and stuff and it's we're all very conscious of it um you know your republicans are always trying to like strip things out and i said well see that's the thing right the 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 negative or absence of a statement is often a statement in itself. Yeah. Right. Uh, a lack of regulation of a business interest is essentially tacit um, uh, permission or yeah. even complicity in the activities and abuses of the businesses or whatever other organizations that it's not regulating. Yeah. So it's basically, it's not like they don't have anything on the books. Exactly. And so it's engaging <clears throat> in, you know, when there's, when there's a dysregulation from the government, of these organizations yeah or when they like phrase like when they strip it down um and they phrase things in particular ways um and revise codes so it's like oh we only say this much you know and it's like three sentences 
And then they just like cling to that, um, kind of like their obsession with the constitution and how they get really pedantic about shit like that. Um, it's basically that they're trying to use their own arbitrary norms mm-hmm. in, uh, as substitutes for like, uh, some kind of universal code of ethics or something. Yeah. Right. And so in that case, it's like, it's actually very pro, uh, the regulation according to the whims of the business, which is not on the books, it's very informal, it's very mafia, yeah. you know, but the regulation's there, it's just that it's according to the dictates of the power structure and the powers that be. Right. Right. It's much more autocratic. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's like, um, you're, you're not getting, you know, you're not getting uh, regulations um, which are, say, protections of consumers and workers. Yeah. What you are getting is that autocratic level of kind of unspoken regulation that is an oppression of consumers and workers yeah. right and and then also they they are in favor of regulations when they uphold white supremacy absolutely so like yeah. um uh, weed is being legalized in a lot of places and mm-hmm. this this actually applies to c- conservatives in canada too yeah um because like uh so like when weed gets legalized mm-hmm. obviously there has to be some regulatory structure around mm-hmm. it um so in more conservative areas uh, there tends to be like a they they keep some degree of criminalization or um, mm-hmm. you know like uh, penalty on the books for like low grade possession or mm-hmm. something like that or or even just like interpersonal sales yep. so that they can continue to arrest black people yes exactly right. um, and then also on the business side they put in all these like crazy requirements that are extremely pricey. Yeah, and that ensures that the only people that can get into the business are people like John Boehner, yep, who exactly. had a ton of money from exactly. just being a longtime boys club <laughs> member. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like in uh, it reminds me of um, in the Big Short at the beginning when like the two financial analysts, like the two kind of like new, you know, fresh greenhorn financial analysts, uh-huh. they wanted uh, what was it they did? They wanted to join like one of the big firms uh or 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 invest in one of their funds or something okay and now i haven't seen this movie this is the one with tom hanks right uh where he uh goes to the the fortune telling machine and uh becomes an adult (laughs) (laughs) you got me yeah (laughs) i don't remember the part where he became a financial analyst but that sounds kind of interesting it's it's in there it's in there deleted scenes like in the director's cut or something like that and then he shoots up a bunch of pirates or something you know yeah um yeah so so and they 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 go in there it's like they're trying to invest in a fund or some shit like that get in on like you know get a seat at the table so to speak um and then they're informed sort of uh, politely that they don't have enough l- capital to get in on it, yeah. right? And that's just a classic thing. It's just like there's all these barriers structured in within the corporations which act as their own kind of, obviously, private regulations. Right. You know, and that's where all that kind of comes in is they don't <laughs> want to get fucked with because yeah. they want to run things autocratically. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it, I mean, it goes <clears throat> back to our whole thing about business being half of the state, you yep. know? Yep. And how, like... Yeah. Basically, like, uh, you know, um, as uh, as like a weak, I guess, as it is, like yeah. regulations of business are in some form like a public good. Yeah. And basically, what they want to do is uh, take take the public good away yeah. and put it in the hands of 
independent bureaus of the state right. that are controlled exclusively by them and not yeah. by the public in any way. Exactly. And completely unaccountable. Exactly. It kind of, if you think about the, um, like th- what you just said, yep. and the the fact that like the the preference of the of those people and their parties and their you know um you know political stooges um their preferences to um strip away public protections government protections etc 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 um and they call it regulation and overregulation and blah 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 distortion blah 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 um you know what they're trying to to create is a kind of uh open season on everyone yeah you know knowing that they have the power the corporate power and like workers especially since the you know um the unions have been smashed and gutted and like all this other stuff they have this power to just kind of do as they will with us you know as workers and and as consumers um and that we rely on these kinds of public regulations rules etc um, to fight back, so they want to. They want to remove any advantages we have, and this is. I mean, we all know this, but like thinking about it in terms of like um, removal of external uh, enforceable regulations that the government stands in to do on our behalf. Sometimes, kind yeah. of, yeah, that we appeal to the government to do right. Um, they want to remove that and they call that hyperregulation. but what they're really doing is they're just kind of clearing the field so that they can roll in on us m- more oppressively than ever before um, and it reminds me of the concept in anarchism at least of like <clears throat> the tyranny of structurelessness where oh, yeah yeah where it's like the tyranny if you just, of nobody yeah exactly yeah. where it's like well if you don't if you don't uh, if there's no rules then agree to any rules yeah, at all you'll be ruled <laughs> yeah yeah and this is i think a misconception of a lot of um like the more kind of state communists and stuff that anarchists are like no rules no bedtimes which is like it's a cute joke and i get it you know they just think that yeah it's cute we like all want to be home alone and that someone whatever. told it like 80 years ago right. now it's pretty annoying it's annoying <laughs> like, right because funny. you're like well we we, we want to come up with our like, rules oh what's your is your gender identity attack helicopter too <laughs> right, right right and so <clears throat> and so the corporations you know and this you know I'd rather just have a conversation with the, like the statists um, about that because yes, I feel like a conversation, <laughs> <laughs> a long, boring conversation in the back of a van. Um, <laughs> we made rules about you. Yeah, uh, we're friends with that teenager with the gun now. Oh, He's going to be yeah, joining right. us. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he took away my ID. It was a symbol of my oppression. Um, but yeah, when you said "have a nice night," that's when I knew that he respected me yeah, right. <laughs> as equals, as equals, <laughs> equal thieves fighting the law. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, shit. Uh, tyranny of structurelessness is actually what they're trying to achieve because they use the like uh, they use the like rhetoric of you know often like libertarians or like sort of conservative like constitution minded people where they're like this is the only laws we need and that's you know everything else is morality yeah and you're like well yeah but like we really we really only need the laws that the uh 300 year old 400 year old uh you know slave owning indian genociders wrote yeah, ex- exactly that's, that's right. about it those are the best exactly. ones i think exactly they, they had it they had it uh unlock 
yeah, they're really just everything worked. <laughs> they knew and, what they were and, doing. Yeah, and nothing was bad. Um, and why are you trying to fuck with it? Yeah. But that's the thing is that like they're trying to create that tyranny of structurelessness in the like in the public arena. Yeah. So that they can obviously impose because um, they already control all the like access to resources. Exactly. And exactly. They can then impose all your head their and, internal structural yeah. paradigms on us. Yeah. by internalizing us as workers yeah um and then also uh, to socially control us because they'll use all that power to assert their social mores on us as well right you know and that's basically kind of where the fascism comes in yeah right um because like the conservative types like are like well everything else is just morality and you should have common sense and blah 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 and you're like yeah. well we do and we have this kind of of moral thinking right and it's in conflict with yours yeah but you are unwilling to countenance our reality right right and so you're basically uh you, you freak out you become militant you use corporate tools you use government tools to try to break down alternative forms of society you know and organization within these borders that you've your ancestors at least your political ancestors set up right, right? and you know a lot of them, you know, like the working class conservatives, I wish that their fucking ancestors would rise out of their graves and fucking scold them, you know, because a lot of those people were immigrants with socialist values. Anyway, this is a tangent. Yeah. About like, yeah, the social groups within. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I had a, I guess like, uh, one of the concrete examples of that would be like, um, without like equal employment opportunity mm -hmm. laws, then they can just you know, only hire white people because they're in control of all the jobs. Yep. Yep. And then they, can, just they can further utilize that yep. as leverage mm -hmm. over, um, any non-white people. Exactly. So if they don't do whatever they say, then they, their job is much more at risk and, yep. you know, they have harder time getting a, a new one. So it's like yeah. even more, uh, oppressive for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, really the only way to like be secure, you know, circling, um, from that slightly toward like the white supremacy discussion within capitalism as we know it uh, is to buy young people's blood is to buy young people's blood <laughs> god damn it <laughs> but yeah the only way to be secure in such a system is to be like born and bred as white as possible because yeah. that's basically what whiteness is right um, at this point is the is like you know and so our advice to you sociologically is yeah. don't be italian <laughs> right, right, right. don't be irish if you are you better hide it yeah yeah um because they can you they can use the enclosures of capitalism to you know and a lot of, i mean you know women and minorities already know this implicitly because yeah. of their experience but like the the system of enclosures and exclusions and all of the other shit that comes with it you know and the financial um and corporate pressure um in the system like it's used to confine people to you know coded um like like prescribed forms of behavior you know to essentially say if you don't conform to the template we set up which is like we designed it to serve our our own interests as much as we you know think is useful you know if you don't conform to that then you know you're out yeah. you're bad right which is you know you can hate on the hippies all you want but at least they did something you know <laughs> <laughs> all right what do we got next um let's see <clears throat> here's a good one uh speaking of this whole speaking of rich people i mean oh, that's yeah. pretty much what we talk about all the time but yeah. so uh the sackler family famous billionaires uh there's a great grub stakers episode on them i'd recommend checking that one out um this week some documents came out 
that uh, revealed uh, their role in creating the opioid epidemic. Oh, so we already kind of yes. knew this because um, their company uh, is it Purdue Pharma? Yeah, yeah. Um, they basically created OxyContin and hey, hey, popularized it. You know, and um, it's kind of a rare drug, right? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so thanks to, uh, again, Republican regulations Hell yeah. that yeah. uphold white supremacy, um, yeah, yeah. the, uh, the opioids that they got everyone hooked on kind of dried up. And so that's when fentanyl came in to replace oh, them God. and, uh, started killing people. Um, and so the documents the specter that were... of fentanyl is haunting America. <laughs> <laughs> um, the documents that were revealed this week. Uh, show their their actual role in uh, marketing OxyContin mm-hmm. um, where before uh, you know they were saying like oh well you know they weren't personally involved in that it was just like some, yeah. it was one of our flunkies you know yeah, right right they probably use that word <laughs> oh I'm sure they did yeah. explicitly yeah. one of our flunkies they, they, did it not they probably us. mutter that in their sleep flunky gotta get these people back hooked on the OxyContin Funky, so um yeah i mean i don't i don't know a whole lot i can say about this so i have a i have a slight inside view on um an aspect of it which is you know um the sackler family is uh a big fan of arts and uh museums and stuff oh so they're big fans of money laundering they're big fans of money laundering (laughs) yep and they love like looking good just like all these like you know kind of east coast rich set you know yeah um i had a i had a job i won't get into it because i don't want to like sound like i'm kind of besmirching the the name of the people i worked with because they were all pretty good um or at least acceptable um you know they're not they're not guillotine fodder they're just fellow workers without necessarily knowing it um but uh we we had to deal with the fact that yeah there's like protests against the sackler family um and that the sackler donations um and and sort of institutional support for arts and education and and that sort of thing um, cultural awareness and all this sort of thing is is not only funded by drugs but also extremely colonial like you know i think a lot of us are aware of the kind of uh you know zoos and museums yeah are like superficially they're super cool you're like oh my god i see this thing that like i would never see otherwise without traveling like two thousand miles right and you're like this is fucking amazing and then you look and you're like this gorilla is depressed as fuck fuck you yeah. know and like this tiger doesn't want to be here yeah now i don't want to be here i, I want to free this tiger but if i do it'll fucking kill all of us and you know i'm just not there sounds yet. like a worthwhile trade-off yeah to me. i'm not there yet i'm not there yet you know and um free all the tigers kill everyone <laughs> yeah, right yay <laughs> yes we did it pulling um, that christmas on this right episode. <laughs> comrade tiger um and uh and with the museums um the the you know like you got the elgin I mean, marbles example in britain go ahead um where they stole that shit from what greece yeah you know um, yeah i was gonna say like both both the zoo animals and the mm-hmm. museum artifacts are all stolen yeah it's all just like colonial imperial <laughs> artifacts nobody you know. wants to look at the dog shit that europeans produce <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, and it's like it's annoying because like you know being in asia i 
I know that I'm sure that like in places like Japan and China, there's museums somewhere that have like small exhibits on like medieval European like yeah. church art or something to uh-huh. be like, hey, look at this, look at what the Europeans did. Yeah, snicker. You know, like, <laughs> like what happened? I'm just imagining going through a, year, uh, a museum of just European art. It's like uh, this it's a is small a selection. Painting of a naked woman, and. <laughs> yeah. um, here we have a painting of a naked woman. Yeah, right. And, um, and uh, here is a, another older painting of a naked woman. Yeah, and it's not very good. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's Yeah, this one was made in mud, and this one was made with uh, plaster, which is a kind of mud. And <laughs> this one was carved out of a very rough piece of uh, wood. Actually, you know what they would have? They would have a... They would have an 18-plus wing, and then they right. would have a, a, a family yeah, wing. Right, right. The family wing would be like... Uh, here's a painting of a Bible scene. Here's a, a painting of a different Bible scene. Exactly right. And in the 18 plus, it's like, so uh, here's uh, where the Irish uh, bog man is. Um, they strangled him and then, uh, you know, cut off like his head or his dick or something. And then they threw him in the bog. Uh, he was still kind of alive based on the forensics, but, uh, you know, they thought that the gods would like it. So there we are. Um, so anyway, here's your poking sticks. Here's your poking sticks. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and here, <laughs> and, and here's another uh, painting of, fun, of a naked woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you know. This yeah, painting the, of the, the naked woman was retrieved from the bog, uh, <laughs> right. right next to the right next the, to the guy, the bog man's dick. For <laughs> yeah, some reason, right. we don't know why that is. Odd. We haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to be quite red and irritated when we found it. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so 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 you know, obviously, there's a disparity, you know, in distribution. Um, between you know artifacts of culture and history that you know and, and art and, and whatnot, yeah, that are on there's display in the Western where, world versus elsewhere. There's that know? whole thing where Hobby Lobby was buying like Iraqi artifacts to fund ISIS or whatever. I nearly <laughs> lost my mind when I heard about that. <laughs> like, because, like, I've always been really into, like, the, Trump the era, so that was Near like, East, but holy fuck. That yeah. was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, and you know, and I grew up in very, like, weird Christian circles. And there were some people there who were, like, you know, there was, like, a few friends of the family who, yeah. you know, they were all about, like, oh, the end times are coming. And it was every year they're like, well, you know, all this decadence and the gay agenda, it's because the end times are coming. And you're like, all right, buddy. And then, like, other people are, like, obsessed with, like, Jewish, like, not Jewish culture, sorry. Hebrew culture, right? right? They're like, they don't know a fucking Jew to save themselves in the real world now. Yeah. But <laughs> but they're obsessed with like Hebrew culture as they interpret it from the Bible. So when I heard about that Hobby Lobby shit, I was like, oh, those fucking people, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what they're trying to do. Okay, you know, I get it. But, uh, but yeah. Personally, my favorite part of Hebrew culture is uh, the hot dogs. I think those are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, my favorite. Everyone, everyone knows that world's Hebrews best hot dog. Eight dog, yeah. Thanks, Jews. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, super kosher. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so like the pharmaceutical thing, uh, connection to to like the Sacklers, pretty bad. Also, their connection to you know obviously probably money laundering, but also to yeah. like collections of art which were um, lifted from areas not their own right but which were taken by military regimes in the past um well it's not their fault yeah right right you know, i'm just i just you know i just really like what i see here you know um so so it was interesting working with people 
uh, again, trying to be intentionally vague here, but working with people connected to the uh, artistic side of the of the uh, of the Sackler uh, efforts and, and institutions, who were themselves. Um, descended from people of those areas or might even be from those areas yeah. you know many of us and you know i mean i'm kind of a, a you know fake asian you know i'm i'm a result of colonial processes myself right uh and it fucking galls me at, at times but like you know there was like i know i knew somebody from a couple people from southeast asia a couple of people from south asia some people from the middle east there and they were all just kind of like we were all just kind of like fake smiling our way through the day because we're just like <laughs> this is bullshit like <laughs> all this shit that shouldn't be here but it you know yeah power and theft yeah, yeah. one thing i Bunch was europeans uh, on bikes with handguns in their pockets you know right <laughs> um one thing i was thinking of earlier with the uh deregulation thing that i forgot about but remembered mm-hmm. was um one of the implications of um capital's power as in um capital is the you know expected future value right so right it's basically a strategy to accumulate as fast as possible yep and the implication that um money and you know finance which is based on money um is uh basically the ability to mobilize the subjugated workforce of the state right means that just by the um the very fact that companies grow in value Mm -hmm. that means that they are inevitably like like the fact that they're doing that means that their power is growing and that the power of business is growing in general so without any way to like limit that from the government Mm -hmm. that means that Mm -hmm. the power of business owners to control society uh is growing in the absence of any you know stop on that exactly exactly yeah. and so when they say oh well that will hurt growth what they really mean is that will hurt the growth of my power right or the power of my buddies or people that we just suck up to yeah you know because like um you know for for someone like us i mean i, I don't think i can consider myself working class because I'm, right. I'm kind of like yeah you're more like artisan. middle or upper middle class you're like artisan tradesman yeah yeah i mean tech is basically trades yeah but it's like really really super hot right now yeah and like you know silicon valley effect makes everything seem I, I make, flashier I make and pretty pretty decently above the average yeah. income of, of an american yeah yeah um but for me when i gain money mm-hmm it's just like, oh, I can buy stuff with, like, I can buy things with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can, like, pay my rent and I can right, pay my yeah, utilities yeah. and I can buy sake and yeah. tea and nice shit like that. things that I want. Yeah, yeah exactly. Video games. Yeah, yeah. But for a wealthy person, mm-hmm. having more money means you can control more of society. Right, exactly. You can exactly. buy, you can finance uh, election campaigns. Yep. You can pay servants to do stuff for you. Exactly. And typically that's much of the reason why they want all of that financial power yeah right? they want like, to be able to control interested more society in, in controlling society as yeah. opposed to just having some nice things right right they have the nice things because they can yeah because anybody would but most of it like and even they're the really nice things they have controlling people even the nice things they have are like um there's still like a demonstration of power because um exactly it's a presentation yeah yeah like they uh, they are more likely to buy something if it's more expensive. Yep. So they want to have the most expensive yacht because that's yes. like a demonstration of their power. It's, it's what you call ostentation. Yeah. Yes. Like in um, in neoclassical economics, um, there's four types of goods, 
if I remember correctly. There's normal goods. Water, wind, earth, and fire. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Everybody knows this. This is in with your mother's milk. There's yeah. normal goods, inferior goods, Giffen goods, and Veblen, Veblenian goods, or Veblen goods. Mm-hmm. And... Of, of course, they insist that all goods are actually either normal or inferior goods. Normal goods means that it obeys supply and demand. Right. And that's what they want everything to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, inferior <laughs> goods means uh, when the price goes up, you will replace it with... Uh, or when you, uh, when you can pay more money for goods, you will stop paying for that good and buy a normal right. good instead. Right, right. Uh, a Giffen good, I don't really remember what that is exactly, but a, Veb, a Veblenian good, Veblen good, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, is basically that, that thing I was just talking about where mm-hmm. the more expensive it is, the more likely the more you are to buy it, it because yep. the whole point is the high price of it. Yeah. Good old Veblen. Yeah. An actual thinker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was actually like, how do people actually do shit though? Like, yeah. And it's like, it's really interesting because like, um, I really need to read more of his shit, but like, yeah, Veblen is kind of like i would say maybe not necessarily cornerstone but like definitely very accepted among the um kind of heterodox economics that i'm more part of um and but even like the neoclassicals are like oh yeah veblen yeah he's legit and you're like so more about about that that guy (laughs) yeah 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 let's talk about that you know and they're like no i mean like it's a good idea but of course it doesn't exist exactly (laughs) right right no possible way yeah yeah, because they want to they want to see like the expensive shit is like oh it's because it's an investment or something you yeah. know oh it's because of the demand supply curve you know right and of course they buy the expensive one because of um, marginal utility reasons yeah exactly yeah yeah so um where where did that come from well we wanted to talk about I think you I think you broke off from like the oh the, the power thing yeah, yeah the power all that thing stuff. you know the structuralistness oh yeah and, and, and um yeah how dysregulation to rich and, people it means power yep. versus goods yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so I mean it does mean goods for them and yep. um they do they do have kind of their own internal economy of superior goods yep. that are Veblen goods yeah um I would I would say that like the probably the lowest level of that uh, would be like Whole Foods mm-hmm. You know, they go to these like fancy grocery stores where yeah. everything is more expensive. Yep. It's not necessarily any like actually better. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. just like a higher it's price. Like it's and, good, but yeah. it's not. You know, like if, if you if you were to yeah. if you were to go to Whole Foods and buy the exact same shit that you could get at Walmart or Target or Giant, it would mm-hmm. cost way more, even yeah. though it's the same stuff. Just because mm-hmm. it's like a status symbol to even just be in the store. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like yeah, like the 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 Dublin goods are essentially. Um, a commodity signal of status. Yeah. And that's one reason why um, you see like with the Nouveau Riche uh, uh, phenomenon. Like two chains? I guess. I, I don't know much about two chains myself. Well, he has one, he has not one, but two chains. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's, he's That's high a lot status. of chains. Yeah. That's more chains than Most I people have. only have one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But not, not him. He has two. Yeah. So. But I mean, there you go. You know, like <laughs> if, if, if we're taking like, you know, chains... Uh, yeah. as as you know signals of uh, personal uh, wealth or grandiosity yeah right um or like prestige in a community right which all kind of go together in these cases with the veblen goods like the nouveau riche um class or or you know uh, as limited as it might be in time and um and within like the population um they're behavior is to basically burn through uh 
um, maybe not Veblen goods per se, but like burn through nice shit. Yeah. Right. They're always like, I got a new fucking car. I got a new this. Yeah. I got a nice that. You know, because diamonds they, they wet on my arms. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And yeah. And uh, and they're very much about signaling the status they've just acquired. Yeah. Tats on my neck and my arms. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> exactly. Um, I got to work on that neck tattoo. But, <laughs> but, but um, you know, the, the, the consumption, you know, cons- conspicuous consumption of the Nouveau Riche is, is kind of an interesting, you know, pattern, interesting yeah. phenomenon to follow because it kind of speaks to people who are, it's, it's kind of speaks to like the naivety of, of people who have like a decent amount of money, uh-huh. right? They're finally like more than just comfortable, but they're not like big wigs necessarily. Right. Um, and it's a bit like the lottery effect on people, yeah. right? They're like, I'm just going to blow it all. Right. Because often I think what's really going on there is that they are, they are, <clears throat> um, non capitalists who have a window into capitalist potential. Like, yeah. like they could, if they, they have the, they have the amount of money where mm-hmm. they could, uh, use it as, as a form of power. Exactly. That they're just consuming stuff. With right. It. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so they, uh, they go for the status because they can get it. Um, you know, I mean, it's a bit like the whole, like, you know, rat presses a pedal, gets a pellet, you know, yeah. that's what people are like. Yeah. Um, whereas the people who are not super, me, I'm in it for power. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> the people who are super invested in the, in the like attainment of power are the ones who are like, you know, some of the billionaires, uh, whose interviews I've read, like, I forget which Chinese billionaire, but they're like, yeah, you know, if you really want to be actually truly wealthy, uh-huh. eyebrow waggle, um, you gotta like work your fucking ass off, uh-huh. you know, if you're coming from the bottom, um, or even the middle, work your fucking ass off, marry be f- a banker's daughter, right? Marry a banker's <laughs> daughter, right? Be very shrewd with that money and that capital and that, and that power that you do have. And, um, basically like treat yourself like shit like like you know he was talking about like just eat like just eat ramen three meals a day just like you would have as a student you know and like have a couple eggs and just get enough to live but not enough to like you know like be all that healthy basically like don't spend any fucking money this is kind of the miserly route but but it's you know, as much of your income into gaining power as possible. Exactly. And yeah. then once you kind of break the surface into yeah. power, um, then basically you just double down Buy some on treasury your, bonds and yep. use that to buy ramen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and I was like, wow, this is uh, super fucked up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> most people just want to live like a good life, you know, right. and, and these billionaire types are like weird, obsessive, like unhealthy people. Yeah. yeah. And that's the crazy thing with like... Um, uh, one of the other th- news items this week is uh, Bernie Sanders put in a bill to raise the minimum wage to $15. Well, you know that will never work, but go ahead. Yeah. So there's the, the typical uh, gaggle of trolls. Right. And $15? Blah, 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 yeah, why, blah, blah, why don't you just make it $100? Yeah, right. And like I said they, last episode, well, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. They think that like... Um, those those type of people think that everyone is like them, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh well, if we give them fifteen dollars, then what's to stop them from wanting, for, you know, fifty yeah. or a hundred or yeah. two hundred dollars an yeah. hour? Exactly. It's like, yeah. well, most people just want most people just want to like live their life without having to worry about yeah. money. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Exactly. Like, don't you want that? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just the freaks that are in it for for the power, like me. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, but it really is like, uh, this, this conversation I was having with some fucking troll at the bar who was just like a friend of a friend of a friend. That no, is this like a bar. treasure troll or like a bridge troll? Oh, Jesus. Um, he was more like a bridge troll who wanted to be a treasure troll. Okay. So like the classic, like libertarian basement dweller, uh-huh. you know, like, but he had cool hair. Uh, no, Oh. Okay. no. Um, he was like, he's like one of those like people who, you know, you're like, I'm pretty sure you're just a college student at this point, but you look like you're 85 years old, you know? Yeah. And he was just being really pedantic with me and, and, and this friend of mine, um, who's kind of just like a drinking buddy at the bar whenever uh-huh. we bump into each other. And I'm pretty sure my friend uh, at the bar is actually like a crypto anarchist himself. Okay. Because like one time I was like, somebody was like, so what party do you support? And I was like, actually, I'm anti-state. And he just like clicked beers with me. And I was like, all right, all right. But anyway, so so this other guy who like we both actively began to hate as he just kept opening his mouth, you know, he was he was kind of just parroting um, and expanding on like the same old fucking shit about like, well, you know, if somebody's you know if somebody works really hard then they should earn more and i'm like well i work really hard and i don't earn more so do you yeah. think i should w- earn more for working like 50 to 60 hours a week what do you think about the immigrants that pick your yeah, strawberries like, what and about tomatoes that? what about shit? that you know yeah. and i'm like what about like you know uh to borrow the marxian term like socially necessary work right yeah. where it's really necessary yeah to this to the like the, the how about nurses yeah you know like what about all that and like nurses can make good money but yeah. don't always you know not as much as doctors right exactly and and he's like, well, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like prevaricating and, and dissembling and blah, blah, blah. And then I said, you know, I said, you know, like, also, like, nobody should have to work more than, say, 30, 40 hours a week anymore. Yeah. Right. Like, we have enough people and we have enough machinery, you know, that we can figure out better ways to do these things. And um, I know that, like, sometimes you, you, you know, sort of slave away on your personal projects, but, like, that's your own time. Yeah. Right? That's your like, choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like, well, what about these people who, like, put in, like, 100 hours a week in, like, finance or other stuff? And I was like... That should be illegal. I, that's what I said. I was like, yes. that should be illegal. <laughs> yes. That's a mental illness. <laughs> and, and, and he's like... I was like, either it's a mental illness because they are fucked up or else they're being forced to do it, which is slavery. Yeah. You know, even if they're earning a lot of money. And he was just, like, kept insisting. He's like no well what if what if this what if that he's like you don't think that they should be compensated and i was like not if it's because of a fucking mental illness they should be treated yeah i said if it's their thing again that's on their time and if they present something to society that society deems of value to society then great they can maybe be compensated for that and we'll figure it out then but if it's not deemed of value to society then it's like well then you did it for your personal fulfillment and you did a lot of time and effort but it's your fucking thing right yeah why should anybody be beholden to somebody who obsesses over something for 100 hours like i know that i do that because i have my writing projects and i have my other shit right but you know we do this podcast and shit like that you know like but like we're not demanding that somebody gives us a hundred dollars an hour just for being here Right. right and the funny thing is what's illuminated by that is our Question. Patreon. Patreon.com yeah, slash yeah. science. Yeah. Get on the Patreon, guys. <laughs> but, like, what's funny is that by mentioning that, like, we're not demanding that people pay us a certain amount or more just for showing up, right? right. And the real sticker there is it's partly... Like, if we felt like doing that, we still wouldn't have the power to do so. Yeah. Whereas there are people who do dog shit or nothing and they get millions if not billions of dollars a year yeah right like the johns yeah and it's just that's and then the like, situation um, you know the main thing that would be pushing us to do that is like uh 
if we don't earn enough money, then we suffer and die. Exactly. So, yeah, it's fucked up. Like, so people should just have like everyone and they should say just we're have entitled if we access. ask not to suffer and die. Yeah, <laughs> everyone should just have equal access to all of the wealth of society. Yep. Um, and there just should there, there's just no there's like no real justification for inequality. It's like yep. oh well some uh, some people work harder. Like so, so what? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't have to do that. Like yeah. Like there's a there's a there, there's a there's value in hard work if it has a fucking material purpose, right? Like you're you know the the, the classic. But even if there is value in it, like it doesn't. There's no reason that that justifies like making them superior to others. Exactly. Exactly. Like the the value of the work is the value of the work. The value yeah. of the person is the value of the person. Yeah. You know, um, and the willingness of one person or the ability of one person to do the work shouldn't be how you value their existence, yeah. you know, or their status in society for that matter. And if, if like, uh, the, the, the big argument for this is like, oh, well, if we don't, if we don't make doctors mm-hmm. superior to everyone else, then yeah. there won't be enough doctors. Yeah. Well, you know what we can do? We can force people to become doctors <laughs> because that's what we're already doing to literally everyone on yeah, earth. Pretty much. We're forcing them to take some sort of job. Yep. So if we're agreeing that that is morally acceptable, yeah. then just, okay, if, if we need some socially necessary job, just force some people to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because that, <laughs> what and you, if you just if you, said, if you ask, if you ask who do we force to do it, the answer is you. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Like like figure out like, you know, if a You're person can list now, bitch. right? Right? If a person can, you know, uh put together electronics or, you know, weld or something, then maybe they can be a surgeon. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But like what you just said was actually almost maybe not verbatim, but like point for point a conversation that I had with my parents over the holidays. Oh, really? <laughs> because I was trying like my parents finally became interested in my views, which of course opened this floodgate of just like mine still so. aren't and they're liberals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's because my parents are like intellectually curious people. Mm-hmm. Um and so they're like, you know, and they and they really Not do mine. value like what their sons might happen to have in right. mind um and they're just curious like well where are you at with this and like i know you got an education and you're kind of frustrated and what's going on and you know and yeah i was like talking i was like you know nurses and doctors like you know our my uncle and aunt are both doctors their mother is a nurse was a nurse yeah. um and i was i was like you know i have a bunch of friends in 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 medicine and similar things and people in public health policy and shit like that and you know the the discrepancies and and the the politics of all that it's like it's sort of fucked up because yeah again like doctors have this kind of like magisterial presence yeah but a lot of them are assholes and maybe not as good as they really seem to be and a lot of nurses are like real freaks too there's a lot of real real freaks freaks that are doctors yeah (laughs) and then there's like all these nurses who are just like burning the cannon on both ends like getting exhausted and burned out and again like they might make a bunch of good money from overtime for example but that's fucking overtime you know my uh my so-called sister-in-law which is not really because i'm not married but oh right um, right right, right. yeah your common-law sister-in-law yeah yeah yeah. yeah. uh diane's sister-in-law um she is a rn and her hobby is sleeping because yep that's like all she yeah actually one of my old friends was like that yeah yeah um, we roomed together briefly when I moved to Seattle and he, so we split the room because he was like super prudish and I didn't have anybody I was seeing. And so it was like, ah, perfect. You know, like yeah. I'll just sleep in your fucking other bed, you know? And, yeah. um, 
and he would basically work 70 hours a week and then if he was conscious during like his time at home he was just watching stargate like <laughs> like two or three episodes he was just like just like watching stargate and like zoning out sometimes his girlfriend would come over and they'd like you know hang out and be cute for like a few moments but like since they were super christian and not having sex then she'd just go home and i'd be like this is weird and like <laughs> and then i'd like hop in the top bunk and be like <laughs> do you want me to leave what for <laughs> yeah exactly right ah you joker like, uh, okay yeah but like yeah he would just like watch stargate and then pass out and then get up in like three to five hours and do it all over again, you Damn. know. And I was just like, dude, what the fuck? But then he would made like so much money. He ended up doing a bunch of cool shit, and now he lives in fucking Alaska or something. So cool. But yeah. like, yeah. But like, people just get fucking railroaded in these jobs, you yeah. know? Like, just run down. Yeah, and then there's like, you know, um, part of the reason is because there's like so many barriers to entry into it. There would mm-hmm. probably be a lot more doctors and nurses if yeah. people were able to get the training yep. without having to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars and yeah. all that shit. Yeah, there's all sorts of crazy fucking shit. Like, I mean, it reminds me of, you know, you get into the whole student debt crisis. It's like all this, like, when they create a gate, a barrier, yeah. and then they say, oh, you'll have all this, like, prestige and like a sense of accomplishment and then like it'll open doors and all this shit right i'm doing the jack off motion right now yeah yeah (laughs) it's uh it's great and 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 then and then you you're like okay great okay uh, i think i think that sounds like something i might want and they're like okay you have to pay a hundred thousand dollars to get it and you're like yeah uh oh well that sounds impossible they're like no no no, it's not impossible yeah we'll we'll sell you that money you're like oh okay um, I wish they called it that when they gave you a loan. We'll sell you some is. money. Yeah, we'll sell you some money. Uh, <laughs> but the price of money these days, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, okay, well, how, how do I even afford that? And they're like, well, we'll just, we'll just break it out over uh, several years, you know. And uh, and then, uh, you know, once you get that degree or that training or whatever, you become a nurse or a, an English graduate. Yeah. Then... <laughs> then uh, you, uh, you'll make mo- enough money to pay it off incrementally, you know, and you'll end up spending more, but, you know, it's fine. It's affordable. It's just like a mortgage. And you're like, but, but my parents say a lot of bad things about mortgages. No, 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 no. It's nothing like that. <laughs> um, my parents used to have like a little needlepoint thing in our house that uh-huh. said like, uh, if you want to uh, create something that will last forever, sign a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, yeah, so we just took a little break, um, and uh, we really need to talk about the shutdown, because the shut down. that's the big thing that's happening, you know, we're a DC-based podcast, and so we need to talk about DC stuff, and uh, the shutdown is the big thing that's happening right now. Yep. It's a trend. Yeah. It's kind of a fashion statement. Yeah, it's a fashion mm-hmm. statement. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so my, my, my first... You might say I actually, you know, was like ahead of my time for being so fucking underemployed. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, now that the shutdown is happening, it's like oh, everybody caught up to was me. Cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're now as pathetic as I am. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. First of all, I'm I'm honestly very surprised that the shutdown has lasted this long. It's been interesting. Yeah. Um, because I I really thought that Democrats were going to cave immediately. That's what it seemed like God, to me. Man, I really thought they were just going to be like, yeah, we can do a wall. It's fine. Yeah. You I know? mean, with with Pelosi and Schumer in charge, like yeah. Schumer especially being oh, yeah. one of the two people, like that dude is a fucking like little jabroni. 
Oh, yeah. He's just a little that jabroni. That guy is fucking worthless. He's probably, ma- he's probably honestly mad at Pelosi for, like, sticking out as long as she has. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like, Which isn't saying much, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, what, what's your take on it? Well, you know, again, like, shutdowns are... Uh, they're they're just kind of about party power right. ultimately and like and like coalition or block power and so we were kind of chatting a bit outside about how like most people seem to see it as like oh you know this is just bickering over some policy or something yeah. and it's it really is kind of like a, it's partly a game of chicken um and we kind of know that part you know but the, it's like, like AOC has some good rhetoric about it. Yeah. AOC and Bernie both like yeah. they, they keep talking about like there's 800,000 people that are not getting paid right yeah, now. Yeah. They're was, struggling to pay their bills. going to get to that. But yeah, these quotes are better. But then at the same time, like um, the other part of it is uh, the reason that they're holding out is because mm-hmm. there's going to be this fucking wall. Yep. It's going to create a militarized border. Yep. Which will, pro- will almost certainly end up killing people. Yep. And, you know, I mean, on one hand, you do have to appeal to the interests of people as they are. But on the other hand, like focusing solely on the mm-hmm. the workers, the government workers who like, you know, in, in any other time, they're like pretty well off. It's yeah. like sort of many of them anyway, sort yeah. of classist and sort mm-hmm. of white supremacist to right. only like really bring up them and mm-hmm. not the fact that. The reason the Republicans are holding out is because they're trying to create a giant murder wall. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like um it's it's a it's a bit of a class uh issue and it's a and it's at least vis-a-vis like the government versus all. Um yeah. like the government elite, you know, Congress versus all. Um it's a partisan issue, obviously. Um and yeah, I was really, I was really like, I'm just, I'm just pissed off that we're even in a fucking world where this shit happens. Yeah. But like, it's been interesting to see, and this sort of kind of gives me like an inkling of hope, just a glimmer, um, seeing some of the headlines about like, oh, and JFK, they're like blasting uncensored rap because the TSA people and the, and the airport workers are just <laughs> not getting paid at this point, you know, and like, um, you know, and, and a bunch of other shit where it, like they're just kind of like, actually, fuck it. Like I'm, I've been forced to be here, and yeah. like you know, and like a lot of people I saw, I think it was this morning I saw an article, um, in my fucking LinkedIn feed of all things because I was like job searching, and it was about how um, <clears throat> there's been a significant rise, you know, obviously r- recently, um, in airport workers just calling out. Yeah, they're just like nah. Like, yeah. why the fuck would I be there? You right. know? And so now like the lines are stretching and the process time is longer and longer and like all this stuff. But you got to think also about things like, what's somebody think of the business class travelers right, trying right. to get to their yeah. destination? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, pre-checked for the wall. So, you know, now I heard the TSA agents actually love Trump. Wait, are you being serious? Uh, there's like a whole thing on Twitter, like the new the new uh, hipster coffee shop thing is the TSA oh, pre-check line. Oh, oh, I see, I see. <laughs> uh, like most of the TSA people that I've heard of, you know, are just they're just trying to make a wage. Yeah, you know, like they're really not they're really not like um, you know Halliburton types who are just like out to kill yeah, people. Yeah, a lot they're of like, the TSA just trying to make people a wage. are like it's like the 
uh, I don't want to say stereotypical because it's not really a stereotype. It's mm-hmm. an actual real thing. But like they're the low level like bureaucrats most, that are like, yeah, a they lot are of essentially are black, bureaucrats. Yeah. And oh, yeah. the reason they get those jobs is because they're very secure jobs. They yep. have benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They pay pretty mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And they're not they're not like invested in this, the police state. They don't they're right. not like ideologues or anything like yeah, that they're, yeah they're just trying to like make their way through life exactly yeah yeah i mean they're, yeah they're like custodians almost yeah. um and uh and, it's not like they're it's not like they're actually stopping terrorism everyone knows that well right. not everyone but right people who pay attention know that like that shit doesn't do anything right the old term security theater yeah, yeah i yeah, i yeah. have personally gotten knives and other weapons through yeah. uh airport security multiple times man you're lucky. I I, <laughs> I accidentally had a, a multi-tool with a knife, like a blade attached, in my bag once yeah. and forgot that it was in my bag and not my duffel bag, which uh-huh. I checked. So I thought it was checked and it went through the x-ray and they're like, pulled me aside and they're like, hey, do you have anything sharp in your bag? And I was like, what? No. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like my laptop and some, and some like snacks and like some clothes. Yeah. And then he like digs down and he pulls up my multi-tool and pops the blade out like immediately. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so, you know, apparently I'm just not stealthy <laughs> enough. Yeah, right here, right here. <laughs> Getting held up by the TSA. You know, he just takes everything, you know, takes my pants. I don't know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, but they're, yeah, they basically are like custodians with like, you know, other, uh, you know, other duties. Yeah. Um, last time I was, uh, it's very procedural last time stuff. I went through the airport security. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going through the millimeter wave scanner thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where, uh, if you've never been through that, you basically, mm-hmm. it's like this big giant glass booth. Um, and you like, uh, you know, you have all your shit in the x-ray machine and you hold your arms up and it yep. circles you with this thing that probably gives you cancer and just to scan for, it just cooks your insides yeah, for a minute and tells, yeah. tells the government whether you're a terrorist or not. Yep. Um, but me, the, me, me, the, terror cells activated. <laughs> The guy that was right in front of me in line, he gets into the scanner and he has like this fat stack, like seriously, like the size of a dictionary uh-huh. of, of bills, of, of dollar bills or, or something like, I don't, I didn't see the denomination, bills. but yeah. I'm just going to say it was twenties. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like he just <laughs> carrying cash, like pimp money. And I'm just like, what? So they'll stop you for having a drink that's too big, but not for having a big fat stack <laughs> not of for cash. Very suspect form of cash. <laughs> Jesus. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I keep thinking about, um, obviously there's been, you know, there's been pushback from, from workers, you know, um, because this is fucking, this shit is ridiculous. But I, I keep thinking like, so the glimmer of hope is that like, they're kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of pushing back and they're seeing like, you know, this is bullshit and whatnot. Yeah. But I am often curious with these shutdowns, like to what extent the, uh, government elites and management class, um, kind of just don't give a shit because they know they can pull it off. Like, because right. they know they can just do it. And off also and it like, doesn't personally affect them. It doesn't personally affect yeah. them, you know. And they're like, yeah, you know, these people like, you know, they don't want to work here. They can get a different job. Blah 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 blah. You yeah. know. Um, and there's probably eight hundred thousand extra jobs lying around. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. In this totally <laughs> working economy. How, cool. I think that's how the system works. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you could just get money for free. Um, so reserve army of the unemployed. That means like, uh, you know, when people don't have jobs, they can 
you know, they just go into the the, into the uh, reserves of yeah of the, the worker reserves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we all have like nice little cubicles. So they just and, do training all the time. And, and, yeah, right. You right. know, if they get called into a real job, then right. then we're they obviously have to go into active duty. Closed. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That is the weirdest part of that whole idea. Um, but like, I know that like some people get back pay, but some people don't. Mm. And I can't remember. I don't, I don't actually know if I ever found out the proportion of like the workers who get back pay versus those who don't. But yeah. I'm fairly sure that it's a class difference, you know? It is somewhat. Um, so I know, we, like, my coworkers were talking about this today yep. during our scrum. Uh-huh. And uh, they're all very liberal. The bad kind or the dumb kind? <laughs> the dumb kind. <laughs> okay. Um, who, like, uh, you know, they, they watch... Uh, MSNBC when there's something crazy happening so they oh, get like right. the, the dumbest takes on everything right 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 yeah so uh, we've, we've basically been talking about it like every day this week and like yesterday the TSA thing came up mm-hmm. and uh, one of my coworkers coworkers was like well this would be a really great time for like a terrorist attack I'm just like worried about a terrorist attack I'm like mm-hmm. okay well um, I don't think that just because uh, an agency that has only existed for uh, 18 years is like temporarily not working that th- there's going to be a terrorist attack because mm-hmm. like there's only one example of a terror of a, like a terrorist attack happening from the airport and uh hmm. you know i've never heard of it we've uh let's oh, hear the okay. story well, uh but first of all bush did it oh yeah um so bush that's uh, the main thing you need bush to light. know yeah bush light yeah. yeah um but anyway i was just like yeah there's that's that's not going to happen. And he's like, really? Yeah. You don't think there's going to be... I'm like, I will bet you $100 right now that a month from now there will be zero terrorist attacks yeah. in airports. Here's the he's thing. He's like, well, I don't want to win that bet. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you scared? Oh, ooh, you, look, <laughs> you scared? You winning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah. I mean, it's, the thing it's about security the, theater, so it's not gonna, it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. This, if this, people this, wanted to pull off a terrorist attack, they could do it. Yeah. The thing about, the thing about terror in the skies mm-hmm. is it's passe. Okay, like it's already <laughs> fucking been done. You know, it happened from what the seventies. Muhammad Ata did it before it was cool. Exactly right. <laughs> it, it took you know. There's like a couple decades where it was like really a, a thing, and then like you know for a while it was just like oh we're gonna like take it you know take the plane and then like get a fucking uh, ransom out of it, land and get the ransom, let people off, whatever the fuck it was yeah. that they want to do, and then fly off and you know and. uh and then, um, of course, like one of the shocking things about 9-11, I don't know if this was something that you like keyed into um, when you kind of became aware of it and, uh-huh. and thought about it and, and analyzed the whole situation. But uh, one of the shocking things about 9-11 was that it was air terror in which there was no attempt at ransom or hostage keeping. Yeah. Right. It was a suicide attack. Right. So it was a combination of a newish thing that people thought they had a handle on, uh-huh. you know, all these like middle Eastern terrorists, blah, 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 who were like, not, I think not many people may know this, but the world trade center was literally designed to be hit by a plane because the empire state building, uh, someone flew a plane into yep. that. Yep. Um, yeah. That so was they, back in what the thirties. Uh, the maybe twenties, maybe fi- yeah, maybe the fifties, uh, uh, as uh, late as yeah, the fifties. An airliner crashed into the Empire State Building, yeah. somewhat by accident, as I recall, and then yeah, yeah. There were fatalities. Which, like, and stuff. Nothing happened because it's a giant steel box. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Empire State <laughs> Building. So, like, what if we make a giant glass uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, column? Yeah, yeah. 
with an elevator in the middle <laughs> right, of it. Right. <laughs> That's so, what the World Trade Center was. The like, equivalent of two well, Lucy's standing attack. in the middle of the city. Yeah. Because as we all know, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, like nine eleven was weird because it like animated uh, uh, the imagination. Because I mean, even the Oklahoma City bombing, the guy didn't die. It wasn't yeah. a suicide bombing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if we're talking World Trade Centers and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, like, the, the 9-11 attack was they took something that was kind of a template at that point mm-hmm. of, like, you hijack a plane and then you do the ransom situation and you get away. You know? You make demands, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you get away. And that happened in, like, the 70s and 80s. Um, and then <clears throat> they used, in, instead of doing that, they were just like, we're just going to take the fucking plane and then we're going to go kamikaze, which of course, again, animates the American political and military yeah. consciousness and yep. says, this is, you know, like, oh, attack on, on, on home soil and blah, 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 blah. And we've never been attacked like this except for Pearl Harbor. And this is like a great moral fight. And like, yeah, and I've often speculated on like, you know, if, if bin which Laden Pearl Harbor others, was another attack that the U.S. sort of could have prodded on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 In order to go into a war. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn, I never thought about that. Yeah. Interesting, Shit. right? Um, the only, t- the the only what, two attacks on on home soil. Yep. Um, besides like a land invasion, you know. Um, but anyway. Both false flags by the U.S. government to institute a police state. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so the whole like, you know, air attack thing um, became a kind of paranoia unique Uh, to the u.s yeah like if you would if you would like look at other places in the world since 9-11 like yeah there's been alterations to bombing yeah the two bombing right yeah because it's like common like everybody goes in the tubes you know um and you know what's crazy they don't have a crazy uh security theater yeah in the tube and there hasn't been another one of those what else do you do you just go in the tube and keep living you know yeah yeah and like i know that like in in various places in this in the world like there was there was like shuffling of like security uh 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 procedure and and you know different like airlines um you know i actually was in a situation where like historically an airline would be totally happy to just transfer your luggage to this other airline but then they stopped doing it because Uh of the security stuff that was going on and so i had to deal with that bullshit but like other than that things were fine yeah. You know, uh, whereas in the States, um, it's like they're fucking psychotic about it. Right. Right. Like people are just obsessed with like, well, you know, there was that one guy, Richard Reed, who had the bombs in his shoes and you're like, it didn't even fucking work. Yeah. And now we have to fucking take off our shoes all the time. You know, like, yeah. oh yeah, we're all going to wait around for the guy to figure out how to make a comedy bomb joke work. That was like, yeah. I really hope there's that no one tries to go through security with a bomb in their ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. And you know, they'll fucking do it if they feel like it's going to work. But like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, great, but yeah, Crazy so government shit. shutdowns. You know, it's it's uh, it's pretty shitty. Yeah. To, to force this on on working people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so the other thing my coworkers were talking about today was like, um, you know, the the actual federal employees uh, supposedly will get back pay, right? Which you, you know that's yeah, you're that's about, great like, for them when, when it yeah, actually yeah, happens, yeah. but yeah. in the meantime, they're not <clears throat> you know yeah. able to make any money. But uh, the other the other thing is that like uh, there's like all sorts of contractors that mm-hmm. depend on government funding yep. that are not going to get back pay because yes. they are they basically bill mm-hmm. uh, week by mm-hmm. week or month by month mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
This um, has actually impacted um, our household here in DC. When my you know my roommate had to be, uh, I think it was, she was furloughed briefly because mm-hmm. um, she's a contractor, and then I am basically kind of half in and half out of the world of contracting. Yeah, and I've been interviewing with at least one contractor, and so actually I've been. Um, uh, basically impacted by the shutdown because yeah. it's not only a weird season to be hiring in the winter in DC mm-hmm. for people like myself um, because the holidays throw everything off and then it's like it's sluggish and like the legislative calendar and all this bullshit. It's like some people are hiring a lot and some people are not touching it. Yeah. And um, and so when the shutdown kept stretching on and on and on, I was like, well, you know, I'm glad we're not making a murder wall, but um. I also like this couple of interviews with this one contractor is just in limbo right now. And they actually got back to me today. They're like, Hey man. Um, so like, we still really want to interview you, but we can't right now because everything's stuck. And I was like, yeah, I get it. I figured you would tell me that. Yeah, I get it. It's not your problem. It's like, it's not your fault. It's not my fault, you know? Yeah. But we're just like, everyone's just like stuck, you know? Yeah. Um, and I and I also like I have a couple friends who are like <clears throat> super you know the the fucking you know right wing rhetoric about like responsibility and shit. And one of them like posted on Facebook some bullshit about how like you know oh like everybody's like moaning about how like they can't you know pay for this and that because of the shutdown. Well, they w- they should have been more fiscally responsible. And I was just like, God damn it! Like it's funny how that argument never applies to uh, small businesses, right? Having to right. pay fifteen dollars oh, an hour to their employees, yeah, right, or like being bankrupt because they're shitty at their fucking management, yeah. you know, like yeah. Well, if you can't pay fifteen dollars an hour to your employees, maybe you shouldn't own a maybe business. You should own a business. Live within yeah. your means. Yeah, exactly. You know, figure it out. You know, <laughs> yeah. So it was just like ugh. But then like one of her like, what like we all go back to college, you know, like we all go back to college days. And like one of her other friends stepped in and started saying shit about like, look, you guys are like unique and rare and lucky. Like not everybody's so lucky basically. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you for calling them on their shit because yeah. like, yeah, like, oh yeah, you know, we all work hard. It's that whole work hard and be responsible thing. It's yeah. Like, we all work hard. We all try, you know, but like they happen to get fucking rich, you yeah. know? So the only people that are out there like not doing your shit are mm-hmm. like rich kids. Yeah. Everyone else is busting their ass. Yeah, we're all busting our asses yeah. when we're allowed I don't, I don't, to. Like, I don't understand yeah. how people think that yeah. there's like this huge group of like lazy people that don't do Seriously. shit right. like ever. Yeah, like I'm I'm in the situation where like you know the uh, you know the hiring process is like I apply and apply apply and then I hopefully get an interview, which is rare. And then um, when I do then I fucking cross my fingers and hope for the best and behave as well as I can, you know, and, and try to stick to the template that we kind of talked about before. And then, uh, and then I receive word that probably I didn't get the job, you know? Yeah. So it's literally, you know, they, they all talk about right to work, right? Really it's permission to work. That is the problem. Yeah. You know, because if it's a situation, if it's a system that we're in that like requires you to work, then it's like, well, nothing's, stopping me from working except the fucking hiring class yeah you know the real right to work <laughs> is the federal job guarantee exactly yeah. yeah so so then the shutdown is basically um you know saying oh no we'll permit you to work if you're willing to work without pay uh-huh. which is fucking slavery yeah <laughs> and then you know and and deprivation and then um and then other people like myself who are caught out of the loop because we're between contracts at the very least between jobs 
uh, at worst, um, then we're just like, well, like I still have fucking obligations, but you're treating your obligation, your your tacit obligation to me as a potential employer mm. or as the government for that matter, as not worth shit. So yeah. where are we now? You right. Know? Um, and this brings us back briefly, just since I'm on a tangent, to you know the common the sort of leftist crit- critique of capitalism as um the the bourgeois dismantling of like feudal cross obligations like cross-class obligations yeah. where it's like they're like okay everything's fine now we're just gonna be business and you're like right. wait but what about all the rights and privileges that different types of people had in relation to each other yeah right like there's no it's crazy to think left. that we're more regressive about class than yeah. we were in it's bizarre era. right right because they're just like it's extremely reductive thinking there's yeah. like no it's just if you're rich or poor they earn their money so right. they can do whatever they, they want with it is, that's it yep. yeah it's like oh fuck like what a terrible terrible world to live in yeah yeah i earned my yeah. money but uh you seem to think it's okay for someone who just uh, has a document saying that they own land to take yeah, away from right, me. Right, exactly. What's up with that? Exactly. <laughs> and plus, like things like the shutdown are a much overlooked example of the um, fusion rather than the difference between politics and economics. Yes. Right? Um, like there's no real actual systemic difference. Right. It's just decisions are made by powerful people and we fucking take it. Yeah. Or we don't. And if we don't, we have to deal with the fucking consequences, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a huge amount of the money that's in the economy comes directly from, from government spending. Yeah, exactly. And, um, so, uh, my, my one prediction from this is, uh, that we'll see like a significant uptick in, uh, household and private debt during this period because, uh, not only, people who are trying to like pay their mortgage and shit, mm-hmm. but also businesses that, you know, are not yeah. getting work that are struggling are gonna have yeah. to keep their head above water. And so they're going to take yeah. on debt. Yeah. Shit here in DC was pretty fucking quiet the last few weeks. Like, yeah. um, where was it? Traffic uh, has been like a couple bars couple like, because of cafes, the snow, like traffic yeah. has been very easy because yeah. like no Nobody's one's out. going out. Yeah. 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 I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, um, and I think I mentioned something about it on, on Twitter just like offhandedly, but I was like, um, what if this is this shutdown is actually the kind of the trigger of the recession we've been waiting for? But this will be. I the, definitely think it's accelerating it because yeah. one this of the main the things whimper. that causes recessions. We didn't. We, we won't get to this for right, sure. But like right. uh, we were planning to talk about financial collapse. That's a big topic. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. The main thing that causes it is mm-hmm. like too much private sector debt. Yeah. And this is going to drive that up and yeah. accelerate oh, the yeah. timeline for. Oh, yeah financial collapse because it's, it's going to happen either way yeah exactly exactly but this is pushing it forward maybe some months yeah so so you know get on top of your like material assets if you can whatever you can do whatever you yeah. can do um stuff your money in a sock and put yeah it in your bed. yeah or, or even you know even better like buy you know do buy treasury the, bonds <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say do do things that like are 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 sure things yeah, yeah. like like do like prepper shit you know yeah. where you know if you have to fucking buy canned food 
do that if you can buy treasury bonds fucking get after that whatever it is you think you can do like i was actually telling if my you need dad proper food uh <laughs> we have a, a new business that we're starting uh for oh, mres yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right right <laughs> go to neighborsciencepodcast.com <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> the neighbor science answer to blue apron yeah. everybody gets mres and uh, guaranteed to last bullets. uh 10 years yeah. and uh guaranteed to be delicious <laughs> <laughs> protect oh, your God. family yeah right it's all edible hemp seed that's it that's it that's all it is um but uh yeah yeah like the idea that i kind of was thinking was like this could be you know that the 2008 2007 uh crash was kind of like starts with a bang and this might start with a whimper because everything's just so fucking disorganized at this yeah. point. Like things are very ramshackle right now, and this is an example of it. And so, yeah, I think that like like you said, like it's an acceleration, it's a bit of a trigger, um, and it could lead to just kind of like a creeping crisis. Yeah, which has been kind of happening for a while socially, um, but I think economically that might also be the case where like we're just kind of trudging into a recession perhaps right um and so it'll be interesting to see what comes next socially politically um from from all this um but yeah getting back to the important you know uh prepare yourselves for like weird shit yep just like psych yourselves up for that um we all know about like climate change and how it's gonna fuck us up but like yeah. social wise um yeah get on top of your 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 food and fresh water if you're able to and like start like making conscious connections with people that you're i sound like a fucking paranoid lunatic but yeah check in on your neighbors if yeah. you're in the yeah. area yeah <laughs> <laughs> or if not yeah um, like i literally told my dad like pull like because he's talking about like the insecurity of his his like some of his investments like his 401k i want to say i was like Pull shit out of anything that doesn't look safe and yeah. put it into anything that does look safe. Yeah. Like, don't mess with margins. Just put it in something that's safe. Index funds. Basically. Yeah. And uh, if you see anyone cutting down uh, Joshua trees to go mudding, shoot him in the head. Right in the head. <laughs> right away. Fuck those people. <laughs> God damn. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. And I, I, just I think we're both starting to get tired. Bleak apprehension. Yeah. And beer. Yep. <laughs> I got a beer that I'm not going to drink because I have to drive home in the snow. I'll drink it. Yeah. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, um, well, yeah. If you enjoyed that, check out our other episodes, yeah. uh, neighborsciencepodcast.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, I have I tag everything with as many things as I can to describe the episode. So if you're looking for any topics in particular, you can look through the tags on there. And hashtag doom. Them. Hashtag death. Yeah. Hashtag bleak. <laughs> um we have a patreon but uh let's let's forgo that and say donate to chris's gofundme oh yeah thank you very much if you do donate to that i get it if you don't please do if you can i'm way over here i can't stop you from not yeah (laughs) um but if we see you cutting down a joshua tree we're gonna shoot you in the head break your knees (laughs) yes um let's see what else Eh, who cares social media yeah social media i'm starting to care less about my followers in 2019 so (laughs) everyone's a follower in 2019 yeah and everyone's a leader yeah Um, eventually i'll get that one viral tweet that'll force everyone to bow down to me and uh that'll be that and that's when i will shoot you too (laughs) (laughs) all right bye bye